You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Making Waves Happy Wednesday evening, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well on uh, what is Making Waves number seven. This is our seventh episode, and this is a very special one. Um, joining us tonight is, uh, you guys know him, uh, from him and his band was on our cruise in 2019. It's Chris from Motionless and White. So, Chris, thank you for joining us. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Thanks, folks. If this is your first time joining us on Making Waves, uh, obviously you guys are following along with us on our Facebook Live page. You can go ahead and go to the comments section if you have any questions you want to ask Chris, and we'll try our best to get to those. A uh, quick note before we start tonight, uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to all of our friends, family, and ship rockers who live in uh, Southern Louisiana and Texas right now as they're dealing with uh, this hurricane so let's give them a yeah. thought today as we're going through this and uh you know hopefully we can all come out of this with as uh, less damage as possible so but tell you what the next hour is going to be about having fun talking music and talking touring in the uh business of ship rock so tell you what i'm gonna let chad obviously you guys all know chad nicefield is our host for ship rock and he's also hey everybody. wilson so anyway you guys have at it and uh all right thanks guys thanks for joining us let's go What's up, Chris? How are you, man? I'm fantastic. I'm, uh, as you can very well tell, I'm just trying to put on my best impression of looking as handsome as you. So I'm doing all right. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Do uh, <laughs> go ahead. You know that, that I'm the Walmart version of you right now, but you look great, man. My God. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want any of that, that talk right now. I'll get I'll, We're just going to have open, open, man flirting conversation and we're just going to accept everything that each other says and that's how it's going to go <laughs> just go with it are you are you feeling good is everything in your world uh are you happy are you are you positive in a in a in a space that just makes uh you want to continue to uh, deal with what is 2020 yeah How's man going uh it is uh it's been a year as it has been for everybody. Um, I think things have been, it's, it's kind of a weird year for me personally, because there's been a lot of time to like focus on myself, uh, in areas where I've put off for a very long time or only basically barely scratched the surface, uh, over time. And now with not having touring as a relevant part of our lives, and then so much time to work on music, there's kind of been like no excuse, but to try to focus on some things that I've really needed to get to personally. So that's been a really good beneficial part of my life this year. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where like, it sucks that you could find 
something positive for yourself in a time where it's so negative for other people. But um, just trying to live life and do what I can to find every silver lining in this situation that I could. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I suppose on the outside looking in and hearing those words, it's uh, it's kind of like what it's all about. You know, we look you're a beacon. We look to to our to our heroes and to our our favorite musicians for that energy. So to know that you're there mentally and, uh, you know, yep. pushing through and creating, which has been like the craziest part of all of this is when I, I hear things from my friends that, uh, you know, they're not able to get into that mindset or, you know, whatever the despair is, it, yep. it's kept them from, from really achieving. And uh, you, on the other hand, <laughs> you've been doing nothing but achieving. Uh, and I, I was just talking to Chris before we started this, that, uh, I'm a, a huge fan of this, uh, these new songs and the new reimagined versions of them. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching the videos and paying attention to the whole rollout. Can you, can you kind of like tell us what was, uh, you know, the inspiration for that direction and, and, or was it the quarantine or did you just have this on a checklist and you're like, I'm going to do it now. This actually, you know, it's really funny about you asking that I was scrolling through, I was looking for a specific note in my phone yesterday and I didn't realize that I had made a note to do something about like what we do with these songs, uh, early last year. Um, I even had in the note that I wanted to have, uh, the vocalist who sang on the another life motion picture collection song curly. I was like, man, that would be such a cool idea. And I just completely forgot that I even wrote that down. And then once quarantine hit this year or the lockdown and COVID and everything, I was just like, okay, well, like now is a perfect opportunity to do some things like that are just more, artistically expressive of the band or, or things that we've always talked about or wanted to do. So yeah, I think it's a mixture of recognizing that we had time that it's still, it was still technically early within our disguise album cycle. So it felt weird to like rush to try to do a record just because we were off. So we, we just picked and choose these different projects to try that we have a few more of them coming out this year. Uh, maybe even early next year that we recorded. And um, I think, I think the next one's going to be really fun for people. Uh, The the another life eternally yours stuff was sad and heartbreaking, but the next one's going to be really fun and really exciting for people. And it's going to be quite soon actually when it releases. Can I jump in real quick there? Someone had a question just pertinent to what you were saying. Jenny wants to know, Chris, if you guys are going to take any of your songs and make maybe an acoustic album out of it. Uh, well, actually what's, what's hilarious about some of the projects I mentioned is that two of them were originally started at, to be acoustic songs. And as we were working on it, we were just like, we could do acoustic or we could really use the time and just try something wild and out there and just something a little bit more grandiose than just an acoustic track or album. So, um, yeah, we do want to do one. I asked our fans on Twitter, what song they'd like to hear and, uh, they were very vocal about one of our songs called holding on to smoke. So I would still like to make that happen. It just kind of got delayed because these other projects came into play that felt really like they had a lot of momentum. Okay. Uh, real quick, I got to get this out of the way cause I'm every fifth one and please don't take this as anything. Everyone says you look fantastic. Huh. And a, a lot of the females want to know your skincare regimen. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I, I want to know your skincare regimen. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a single stream I've done this year where someone hasn't asked that. That's really funny. You're glowing. That's why, man. Oh, man. You, are. you look great. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's probably just right, the, so the light refla- refraction. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I'll tell those ladies, use proper lighting. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just, uh, take care of yourself and, uh, eat, eat a, eat a really healthy diet. That helps a lot too. 1000%. All right. Thanks Chris for the answer. We're just getting bombarded with that. So no problem. You got to put the work in, ladies. Uh, so I had, had a uh, you want to work, you better work, bitch. Not yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we we heard you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I have you want a Maserati. Uh, <laughs> I have a question about two two things you hit on. You you nailed on uh, that I really wanted to hammer into you, for, uh, if you don't mind. This this girl Curly, I had never heard of her as a vocalist or, or a musician. And obviously like there's one version of reimagining your, your song as an orchestral piece like this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, it fits in, in the realm of scoring. And then there's another, when you're like bringing in a, a special guest, specifically a female, specifically this female. And where did you hear about her? And why was it, I suppose, why was she chosen? Um, so I've actually been a fan of her music for quite a while. Um, she's, she's been around for a while. Like she has, um, singles from like, kind of like during the same era where like Evanescence was at their peak of popularity. Like, um, she, she's been around and I've always thought she like was so unique and she had a similar look. Um, her music was like hard to really kind of describe. It just, it's it, something was just very alluring about it. And, um, I've always been a fan and then her most recent record uh, is just unbelievable. When I when I was working on Disguise, I was listening to that record a lot, and I was like, man, I I really have to do something with her. Like I I would love to to get to work on a track of some sort or some reimagined thing. And that's actually when I wrote that on my phone. And yeah, it's so it's just a matter of like she's just such a, an amazing like very unique artist, uh, super positive, great energy type of. Uh, I guess just energy. Yeah. She, she's just awesome. And um, just somebody that I wanted, I support as a fan and thought it would be really awesome to have her be a part of the song. So that was like a straight up a, a win because you being a fan yeah. of hers and yeah. then getting the yes, that's like, I can only imagine one of the, one of the best feelings in the world. Oh yeah. It was uh anytime that you reach out to someone to see if they're good, if they're interested is always that like hold your breath moment of just like, Oh boy, here we go. But uh, you know, they were really cool. They responded really quickly. And, um, it seemed to just be like, she recognized maybe why I wanted her to be a part of the song and, and have it more of a duet than so much like a, just from my perspective. So, um, it worked out and it was awesome. She's when she, I said this before, I don't, I don't know if I said it like full on like publicly, but, uh, when, when she sent me the tracks, or her, her like takes, uh, for the bridge of the song that she sings on. I just, I like straight up like collapsed to the ground. It was just like (laughs) curled in a ball, just like sobbing. Like, uh, it was, it's awesome. It was so powerful. She sang it like better than I could have ever imagined. And because that song is such a deeply personal song, it just collided with me and took me right out. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, th- to, to be re- to be moved by your own music uh, again, you know, because I mean, you know, the idea is when you're creating it, it's the whole movement of of what you're doing is what's pushing it to to release, essentially, to get it out there, even right. if it's just for your a, a, a soiree of your friends and not the world as we know it. But right. the, to be reinvigorated by by that's pretty cool. I, I'm yeah. a little a little jealous. I I once wrote a, a letter to. Uh, do you know who Mike Posner is? 
Yeah, I do. So I'm like a huge fan, uh, um, not just of his music, but as uh, his journey. Uh, it's like a whole, a whole thing uh, for me. And I wanted him to be in the music video for Like a Baller uh, on our last record. And I didn't know how to like get a hold of him. He's from Detroit, just like me. Uh, yeah. But I figured like the best way to do it would be to write a handwritten letter, a handwritten letter, one That's man old school. Yeah, writing another man. Uh, I'm, I was 32 at the time, so I was not a child. Uh, a two-page handwritten <laughs> letter. And, uh, Please tell me you wrote a left-handed so it looked like a child's. My <laughs> handwriting already looks like it's left-handed already. So uh, oh my. We, we were, <laughs> I did, seriously. I'll have to show you, the, when I see you next, I'll have to show you like how pathetic it could be. And I never got a response. So uh, to, to capstone on what you said, man, uh, that's cool. Hey, hey, guys, we're getting, some real, we're getting some real cerebral questions tonight. Uh, that's great. We're going to ask Chris, if you could view the world in one color, what would it be? Strip the world and paint it fucking black. <laughs> yes. True, we true fan, that. true motionless fans will get that one. We, uh, we saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Why even ask? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Sabrina. But I, I, I love those kind of questions. I love the musical stuff, but when they come out of left field, I love it. Uh, listen, while I got you, Logan also asks, um, we've got a long way to go with this conversation, but it'd be good to hear this now in your musical career to this point, what's been your best moment? Oh man, let's, uh, let's, let's, should we, should I try to answer that right now or, uh, no, let's or, just, just let it simmer for a while. And then maybe that okay. should be the last, that'd be your last answer of the evening. How about that? All right. That sounds good. All right. Great. Yeah. The other thing that we, um, you, you had touched on is, um, your record disguise and kind of putting the brakes on things. I mean, you, you guys have been a monster of a touring machine since the bands existed. I mean, I've seen you in Michigan at some of my venues I've, over the years, and I've seen you at other venues in many, uh, in Michigan over the years. It's, so you have a you have a swore a, a long past of a uh, of getting out there and putting the work in, and then you just put out an incredible record, a record that's done uh, monumental numbers for your career, and then all of a sudden, whoop, it's time yep. to shut down. How how is that kind of uh, I don't think we get to talk about it enough. I know, I, I'm, just, I'm certain that we haven't asked this question to uh, many, if any, uh, of our other guests. But how did that really affect your your whole, the band, the everything, you know, the crew, everybody that's involved in, in what you guys do out on the road, and how everybody earns? Like, you know, right. that's a huge, huge hit. Well, uh, I think for us, we have been so extremely fortunate in that our fans are, as they are very well aware, die hard to the core. And we, in the sense of like, just having to just stop and put the brakes on, that was definitely like very mentally jarring. But I think with how we've, I mean, we've been doing that. We've, we've been touring about 10 months a year or working on a touring half a year, then working on a record the rest of the year, every single year since about 2009. So we kind of don't mind the break. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like I mentioned earlier, like I have found a lot more of myself within this time off and with uh, different routes that I've taken with pursuing, you know, clarity with, with who I am, what I want in life and, and things that extend beyond the career. I mean, I don't, I don't have no idea. I don't want to put like a ceiling on how, high or how far or how long motionless could be a band. Cause we're going to keep going and going until 
we either physically can't or people yeah. don't want to support us anymore. So I, I do re I had to realize that like there is more to life than just my career as I've been burying myself in for 10 years or more. And that's been, it was jarring at first to be like, wow, like we're really not going to tour for a couple months. And then, wow, we're really not going to tour for the rest of the year. But thankfully, you know, I've tried to be advantageous and use the time for my life. And I know the other guys are doing a lot of the same with that. So for, for all of us, I think we, to be honest, we don't mind it at all. It's, it's been kind of a weird experience, but to have this kind of time off and focus on our lives, our relationships, whatever it is, it's just been great. That's really awesome to hear. I, mean, yeah. I, I think that a lot of, a lot of us on the road kind of take those things for granted over the years yes. when you get the, you get the, you get the nonchalant, well, very chalant, but uh, pause button uh, like this. It can be uh, the, the restart that you need uh, in all those other areas. I, yeah. I, I just wanted to ask how that, how y'all been faring there. You know, yeah. I know it's been hard. I, I think uh, another, I, I was headed there, but then I took a different direction, but I do want to give, you know, the proper shout out to the fans because you know, in, in a sense of like, we're not touring and having income from touring and merch sales on the road, which are, as I think everyone knows now, the biggest source of income for artists. Thankfully we've noticed uh, a massive influx on our online sales. So the fact that, you know, everybody, it's not just us, everybody is dealing with this whole situation this year, but to see that fans want to support art which is not something you see very frequently. I think art is kind of the, the profession in this world that gets kind of thrown to the wayside and how people perceive it. Like it should either be free or people who are involved in any form of art kind of just get cast away as like expendable. And to see that our fans recognize that, that that's not how it is for them and how it is for us. It's really powerful to see the support for us and all the other bands that are doing well live stream, merch, whatever it is, it's doing great. Speaking of live stream, you guys have anything plan in the plans? Uh, I, I, I don't think I've heard anything yet on my end. So maybe we, we, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, since, since we'll be, this will be my first discussion about any of this kind of stuff in a while. We didn't want to do it initially because we just felt like, let's just wait and do other projects instead, like, like the motion picture stuff. And then the one that's coming out in September and, that was kind of our outlook, but we've had a lot of fans reach out about doing the live stream stuff. So it's, I think it'll happen. I just don't know what yet and how, and there's a lot of things to figure out with that, but we are listening and we, we do want to play and perform. And that's another way that fans could feel the connection between the band and us and them. And, um, also, you know, a lot, it is helpful financially in a situation where, live events are definitely going to be the last and final thing that comes back after things start do getting back to normal, like any live event, sporting concerts, whatever. So I think it's a great idea to do it and, you know, just try to close out the year with something that feels like, you know, it wasn't a total loss in a sense of like a business sense, but then also get the really cool factor of getting to play for our fans again, which might not be the, the most ideal way, but people are enjoying the live streams and we, we've always been a band that feeds off of the crowd. So I think that that's where the diff, the, I don't know if the word is disparity or whatever, just, just that difference of us 
and not having that might be a little weird, but we'll push through it and we'll do our best. And I think fans will see that. Yeah. That energy barrier is like the weirdest. I mean, I've been, I've participated in a bunch of the live stream and like, okay, cool. You know, and there's been some really great, um, production that I've seen come out uh, recently and it keeps getting better, you know, like it's like yeah. the idea of, okay, well, I'll play an acoustic guitar in my room, you know, and engage my fans because, you know, a lot of these up building artists, uh, they need to continuously push the envelope in order to keep that fan base moving and pumping and totally. and uh, getting to the where they want to go and you put a fucking uh, a stick in the spokes like that, you know, but watching it all like unravel and the options that bands have, I can only imagine that no matter what, um, this area, I don't think it's going to go away. You know, yeah. it's going to be, it'll help supplement because when, like you said, it's the last live events will be the last to go online. And when they do go online, as in back to back to the brick and mortar business, it's going to be weird because you have a lot of people who have mentally has to be to get past everything they went through and right. just like Pavlov's dog. If you've been in your house for a year, you know, like the idea of like, come on out to this concert and party with us. And people are going to be a little, a little weird about that. Not just because of coronavirus, but because they have everything they need at home. Right. So yeah, they also, finding- they're also undergoing something called this new, uh, that sociologists are calling FOGO fear of going out. Wow. <laughs> is that like, yeah. Damn, it's that- crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's, if we're talking about music, Chris, can you kind of like take us through your journey from like creatures up to disguise? I mean, your band, you guys obviously kind of created like a theme thematic. You guys are kind of working this kind of darker. Uh, I wouldn't say horror all the time, but it's definitely the creepy kind of macabre, but you're right. still attacking human emotions and love and, and all those things. Can you kind of walk us through how you kind of like when you started and to the point you are now, like, were there things along the way that inspired you to kind of maybe change up your sound going from like, uh, reincarnate into graveyard, you know, like, right. was there something that happened or are you just maturing as an artist? Oh man, we, we, uh, I love taking this journey mentally. Cause it's just really like, wow. I, I, there are some moments of our career where I'm like, I don't know how we're still a band, but we are. And, uh, there are other moments where I've had some of the greatest, most gnarly experiences of like, highs that I could have ever lived. And, um, it's been a very long and interesting 10 plus years. Um, for, for us, it, we started out, you know, there's a lot of different members that have come in and out of the band over time. And, um, you know, that's been an interesting kind of thing to juggle. But as far as the music goes, um, it's always kind of just been real and from the heart and honest. And even if the songs lyrics weren't like coming from a place of uh, emotional, emotional feelings or expressions. And we were just writing ridiculous songs to be fun and, and have entertaining songs. It's still trying to maintain a true to ourself form. And that's kind of something that we've expanded on over the years. And what I like most is that from creatures to now, somehow we can still play a show where if we played five creatures songs, and then played some of our newer stuff, like tracks like our song Catharsis or Another Life, even though they sound so sonically different, there's something about what we've done as a band within that, the realm that we've created of, of, for ourselves makes that okay. I don't know. I think that it's, it's a very uh, symbiotic relationship with the fans where they kind of support whatever we do and allow us to do that kind of stuff. 
and don't look at it as in like, what the hell is this? I mean, there are many of them that do, but fuck you. <clears throat> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, bravo, bravo. I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, we have a shirt coming out for our creatures line, uh, that I specifically made only like a hundred of it. It says motionless hasn't been good since creatures. And then it just has a middle <laughs> finger underneath it. So yeah, I, I was really happy about that one. Um, Yes. It's, it's just been a really interesting journey of trying to find ways for us to individually express ourselves musically um, while also maintaining the realness that fans are very easily able to detect in what is the core of our music. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's some, it's some parts not giving a shit, some parts listening to fans and what they want, some parts really stumbling along the way and tripping and falling like really far down the hole, but then trying to climb our way out with, you know, the fans hands at the top reaching out to pull us out. So it's been, it's been a long road. Well, there's definitely a cohesion to your work regardless, because every band starts out at a, and then they grow and whatever. And like you say, there's most of your fans and you're at a point too now where you can do what you kind of want and your fans are there to support you. And quite honestly, that's the, that's the mark of success. Yeah. It's like you never had to succumb to their needs they kind of came along on this journey because most bands, you hope your fans sign on for the ride. Yes. So that's, that's great to hear. Uh, just one thing from listening to you for like a long time now, and obviously every band is going to have, well, they sound like comparisons, this and that. The one voice that's never brought up when you're mentioned is uh, Peter Murphy. Wow. Oh, wow. No shit. <laughs> I, all I hear, especially off the last album, Disguise, and this is just a props to you, whether you know it or not is when you're singing before you kind of go in a more guttural thing, it's, it's right. your boss. It's what She's it is. In parties. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. It's, it's exactly what it is. So I did. I didn't think about Jonathan Davis. I didn't think about any of those people. I thought about, right. You know, remember. So I just wanted you personally to know that, that that's what I was hearing. I'm, I'm also old. So I just listened to her, you know, right. pretty in a bar house. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I've never heard that, and I, I like that way more than many of the other ones that I get, so thank you. Just, hey, tell you, go back and listen to your own music and go, you know what, I knew where he heard that. I, that's, I get it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, so uh, okay. yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Thank you. And listen, one other thing, I, I want Chad to get back to you, and I'm going to get some of these questions. This is actually something from uh, Kayla, and she's echoing a lot of people, uh, and this is regards to how you're talking about your emotional pull of the music is that um, another life for a lot of people that are posting right now. Uh, they weren't asking questions. They were just stating that it changed them. It pulled them to a place of peace or helped right. them o- overcome obstacles. Just, I just wanted you to know that a lot of your fans really do uh, appreciate what you provide for them. So I just wanted you to listen to that. Thank you. Yeah, that that song is uh, the most personal song I've ever written and uh, from a very very deep place in my heart and uh it's to see that that's currently or likely our our uh, most favored song by fans it's really amazing and a, a definite testament to what i did just say where i think the fans really really love the more raw sincere and emotional from the heart material so um yeah that song was a a really deep one and i'm happy it went over the way that it did well, it's resonating. So thank you. Yeah. That, that risk and reward journey 
Uh, you know, like to hear you say you are listening, but also not giving a fuck and how you kind of like Venn diagram that into your band and that journey that, that, that who, what was the lady's name that the girl's name that just uh, mentioned that Justin? I just want to make sure. Kayla. Kayla. What Kayla just said, um, I spent uh, two months on the road with motionless uh, with Wilson um, opening up for you guys and I got a firsthand experience every single night of just how connected your fans are and the world that you've built not only for yourselves but for them you know anybody who anybody and everybody's welcome I know that we were so nervous as the you know the 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 poo poo pee pee joke band coming out you know like going out on on tour with uh, there was there's always like a reservation right no matter who it is every time you go on tour with another band there's the crew there's the band members that's the personalities all the pressure and then there's the fans you know then there's there's their fans in the show are you going to get booed off stage so you always have that sort of feeling but it's a testament to how open-minded your fan base is how in tune with what you guys are doing every night i can speak i can speak verbatim for that feeling i saw it i saw the line i talked to them every night after the show i sat at the merch table and had the conversations and i got to watch them you know and i didn't talk about wilson i was talking about you know i was talking about motionless because i wanted to, to be a part of it. I felt, I was so like enthralled. I was like, I, I'm in, I, I'm like a part of the fight. The, 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 the kids, they know my fucking name, you know, that sort of thing. And, and right. that's not very, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's very few and far between for support bands to be in that position with the headliners fans. Right. Um, so you, I'm, you have it all. Man. It's really I'm good. very, very happy that you had that experience. I mean, it's uh like you said, it's one thing to, to be on the road with bands and the, and the crews and whatnot. And sometimes people don't get along that well, but like we've always, I think where, where it always comes down to is most of the time that we get to have bands come out, we're looking for guys that we know are cool dudes and, and just they're there for the same reasons that we are and everybody can get along and just hang out and there's no egos, there's no bullshit. It's just, you know, guys that really enjoy playing music uh, and just want to be out there and, and do what they love. And because of that, it builds a greater energy, not just from one band, but from the entire tour package, that energy is felt by the fans and then it's returned. And that's the magic of shows like what we have. There's, there's two songs on the last record about it, catharsis and code. And that, that energy is so present and so recognizable to me and you and other bands like, we've toured with uh, stick to your guns. And every time we tour with them, they're always telling us about like, dude, like these are the best tours we've done because your fans are so cool to us. And like, there's no, there's no like, you know, none of this or anything like that. So um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not just our fans or our band. It's the whole energy of the package of, of people that come together and create that. And it's really special to see. Yeah, uh, we it really question. is. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Chad. We had a quick question no, from okay. Trevor, and you're speaking of energy, Chris. Uh, he wants to know, do you believe in the paranormal? <laughs> uh, actually, if there's anything in this world that I am uh, irrationally terrified, I'd say it's the paranormal. I can't, I just can't do it. Like, I, uh, I've never been able to like, I mean, I like, I like horror movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. even like, I won't watch paranormal activity or any of the following films that came out after that too no real way. too real for you or just or what do you think i don't know why it just it it terrifies me like 
it's the idea of like what's happening when you're sleeping <laughs> terrifies me. So yeah. 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 And okay. that seems to be when the, when the paranormal walk among you is when you're sleeping. So yeah. Maybe it's just FOMO dude. No, no, it's not. <laughs> What's going on? I can't miss anything. Uh, so, that, um, that's, Chad, Chad, at this yeah. point, you would, do we want to talk to Chris about their 2019 Shiprock experience, or we want to push that a little bit, or do you have some yeah. stuff for him right now, or do we want to we want to talk to him about that? I was going to segue right into that. Um, Fantastic, look, thank you. Your fan base is very similar to what the ship curates, right? Yes. There's, this yes. whole entire environment is a geranium. It's like this space that like, it feels like home to everybody from the band members to the fans, to the, the fucking crews on the ships themselves. Uh, yes. Was 2019 the first um, ship product experience for Motionless, right? Yes, correct, yep. How did it feel? A, can you tell me about your boarding experience? Uh, I think that, that <laughs> those are always really uh, interesting uh, um, stories. And then B, <laughs> by like the middle of it, how do you, how, how did, what was your like vibe? Do you remember that? Like those two things in particular? Well, uh, I remember our boarding experience was very complicated. Uh, we had a lot of our gear that uh, it just felt like um, people, it felt like the, the, I don't know what you call them, not border patrol, but like, let's for sake of argument, the TSA of, of boarding a boat, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. gave us a really hard time about our stuff and the searched everything and the, the search dogs and just made it really complicated, but it's like, okay, cool. Like, why am I going to bitch about that? It's just part of it, you know? So that was okay. We got through that. Um, and then once we got on it, I mean, I had seen, I've heard so many stories and seen so many live or just, heard personal accounts and seen videos from Shiprock that I kind of felt like we knew what we were getting into like a hundred percent, but <laughs> then you, then you get on there and you realize that it is like a whole different monster in the best way than you could ever prepare for. Like it is just nonstop partying. Everyone's hanging out and just everyone feels good. The vibe and the attitude is like family. That's the only word you can describe it. Family. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's been, I know I'm getting a little too far ahead, but seeing the people that come to our VIPs after ship rocked and they're wearing their ship rock gear, they got their ship rock laminates on, they live and breathe that, that lifestyle. And I think that's so fucking cool because they, they then come support you off the boat. And that's part of the culture that ship rocked has built that, that brings that inclusive environment to everybody. And it's just, it's same thing as what we talked about with our shows and what you mentioned feeling. It's just so cool to have an energy and a family to live with that loves and wants to support you. I mean, dude, that, that embarking is in uh, process, right? For, uh, I don't it's know. Right, are you talking about the port authority? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Be, to, to, to take it back two steps here, because I can't imagine uh, now what what is that first I can, like it's I, Wilson's done the ship probably six or seven to six times I've, I've probably done it myself seven or I think eight now as like right. a, either like a stowaway or now as the host um, but that first 
fucking day where you're pulling up and you're like, what is this? I've, you never, I don't know if you've been, even been on a cruise before, but I had never been on a cruise before and yeah. I, it was so overwhelming. And then you see the dogs and all the other things going on. You get in this, this, this ship and it feels like you're like entering Disneyland for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it is a very like larger than life experience. Uh, just, I mean, just the sheer fact of like the size of the boat and you're just, you just roll up and like you said, you're just like a kid again, just like, Whoa. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, that's a really cool experience. And then just to kind of, um, I don't know, just get to, ex- I mean, not that when you're have toured for 10 years or whatever that you've gotten to experience everything, but I feel like when you're a band and you tour as much as any band does over 10 years, you pretty much feel like you've lived it all. And then you get to experience this touring scenario that's very departed from the rest of what you're used to. And it's so cool to like have that, like, Whoa, like I, this has been going on for so long and here we are, it's still having this new larger than life experience. So uh, I was really grateful to ship rock for that and for having us. Yeah, the, the, the twenty-four the, hour um, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. that's right. <laughs> well, yeah, they, that, it is funny because the ship rockers, they a lot of them obviously they're repeat people, so they kind of everyone kind of learns a pattern on how you do things. And when you artists, I'm sure the first time you come on, I'd be like, "How do we deal with like, you know, in touring? You usually, hey, we have our bus, we have backstage, yeah. we, play, we do a meet and greet, we're done. This is like, okay, we're all living together in this horizontal." Right hotel <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 sometimes and so it's just it's i've always i always love to hear artists uh talk about like their interaction because what it is is usually it's like i and i've talked to artists and chad knows when you're first on you're like okay how do i deal? can i go to the bar and just be okay <laughs> and I'm most you know and listen all these people are they're all everyone's an adult for one and two they they're they understand and respect everyone's space um and they just want to say hello and then after that it's like a wave to you. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, maybe, maybe you get a drink or three out of it, and then, uh, you know. But yeah, so I always just like to hear that experience, and I'm I'm glad it went well because that's obviously what we want to do. We want to provide this incredible experience for the cruisers, but also for the artists. We want to make them feel like you guys are safe, and this is a right. great environment for you, and it's it's healthy and creative, and and just really friendly. So yeah. thanks, Chris. I, oh, yeah, that you, exactly what you said is is 100 the reality of what it's like to be there. Like. The, the respect level that everyone has towards one another, whether you're the headlining band, the opening band, the, a fan and whatever tier fan package you bought, it doesn't matter. Everyone's there for one purpose. Everyone's respectful. And it's just such a cool party to be a part of. And uh, you guys do an amazing job with it. That's for sure. I Thank really you. hope that we get the chance to be on one again. Yeah, oh, I'm sure that's coming down the pike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you said something about the fans uh, in at the shows and you seeing them at your meet and greets and the you know the merch and all over the world because I mean I think after that ship correct me if I'm wrong the, the last year in the 2019 you guys did go to Europe right you went overseas uh, as well as played the U S obviously yeah we 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 did overseas we did a couple U S tours and um, yeah we put our record out we finished recording a record put it out and then just started touring a lot. Yeah. So you were seeing these people essentially not just in the U.S. Uh, but overseas. Yeah, there's that's uh, the craziest part. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think when we were in Sweden this this past uh, winter, a couple of the 
they had like like their own jerseys, Shiprock Swedish flag yeah, jerseys made. The Swedes, <laughs> yeah. They are, they are legion onto themselves. Yeah, they're an amazing bunch of people. Yeah, yeah they, they, they ended up coming to see us play and like, um, yeah, like just a whole, a whole group of people that uh, really would come out all over the world that, that we did get a chance to go to from Shiprock. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, oh, that, well, great. Thank you. Uh, we pre- really sweet. appreciate all your uh, all your feedback on that, and uh, I'm, we obviously we're stoked that you had such a great uh, great time. And obviously, it, it was one of the f- favorite shows uh, for a lot of people because Motionless and White on the boat. Holy shit! You know that was a big <laughs> shit moment, and you were like one of these bands where people were coming on. You were the kind of the catalyst to come on, and then obviously they enjoy everything else, but. They were, a lot of people were coming on because you guys were on it. So that was, that was huge. And you guys delivered. So a hey, win, win, win. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Come hey, see speaking, song about that. speaking of winning. So this yeah. has, I don't even know why I said that. Nate wants to know, are you a fan of black metal? And if so, who's your favorite black metal artist? Haha. <laughs> um, I'm, I wouldn't say that, uh, like Cradle of Filth and Demure are, are like, you know, black metal, but that's about as far as I go. I, I've never really been able to get like super far into like immortal and Watane and stuff like that. It's just, I, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just, yeah, I've, yeah. Never, I've never been able to get that far. I still like more like the theatrical, uh, extreme yeah. metal, like, like cradle of filth. They've yeah, been a, they're, more, they're more orchestral, aren't they? Than anything else. Yeah. 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 All right, what did well, you actually, sorry. No, I was going to say, Hey Nate, there's your, there's your answer on, on that. He kind of, you know, like a lot of people, you see black metal or not, you still need some tunes in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, it's, it's something I could listen to a couple songs or like, I like, I, I more so prefer to watch them live. Like I've seen a few of them live on festivals and whatnot, and they do put on like a really extreme sure. show. So yeah, it's more like yeah. that scenario is where I like it. Yeah. It's very Mountain Dew. Super extreme. Uh, I had a question about um, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> your favorite what did you grow up listening to I should say like where did you kind of like break your your teeth uh was it you know 90s grunge rock what, what what's your what's your thing like I'm talking I'm talking Chris ages 10 11 through like right. before you graduated uh yes for me like music was never like a personal thing where i started to like listen as a fan it was more like what i was just used to hearing my parents play or my family members play so like i heard everything i I, my earliest memories are stuff like rush led zeppelin the beatles um i have one of my uncles uh well actually both of my uncles were really heavily into music. So I remember, I remember early on the Smashing Pumpkins being a, a big band that I remember being like, oh, I, li- I like this. Um, and then, you know, the, the biggest band that I talk about all the time is of course Metallica. When I discovered them and heard that stuff for the first time, that was what like blew my mind and just completely like per- just propelled me into the, the future that was music and, and, um, wanting to learn how to play guitar and drums and stuff like that. So yeah, Metallica, the first band that I ever remember actually like being like, Oh shit, like (laughs) this is, this is the, the, the big deal. Um, and then oddly enough on the other side of that around the same time, no doubt they were a big band for me. Like, yeah, I remember hearing like, don't speak or something on the radio, uh, in my parents' car. And I was like, Oh, this song is great. Her voice is awesome. And then, uh, yeah. So 
the two, two very different styles of music, but no doubt and Metallica were definitely the first bands I remember being like a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did that kind of transition into your own, I, I, want, I don't want to say taste because obviously no doubt was 100% your taste, but everything else, it kind of seems like you were kind of like, you know, you were a carrot led to the, uh, uh, led to the feast. But what, where was the turning point for you? Like when you were like, I gotta be in a fucking band, you know, I, gotta <laughs> this out. Uh, I think when I started, uh, learning Metallica riffs. Um, I, re- I remember like air guitaring to spider webs from no doubt. Cause that whole, that whole album has great riffs on it or like just a girl. That riff is so cool. And I remember air guitaring to that. But the, the second that I had a guitar put on my lap and learned the enter Sandman riff, I mean, that was it right there. Like the second that I just got the, I was like, all right, I'm done. If this isn't, if this isn't the rest of my life, I don't know what my options are, but it's going to be grim. Cause that's all I cared about from that moment forward. Can I add something in here? And this is really, I've, I've observed this. Uh, when you said no doubt, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that kind of double, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was in fifth grade, so. Yeah. Well, we had Burton <laughs> Bell from Fear Factory on two episodes ago, and Burton's first concert in a highly influential band for him, Chad, if you remember, was Air Supply. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and, and, then, and then Burton goes, you know what? If you listen to some of my songs, my vocals are just basically copying what air supply was doing as far as the double layering of, of harmonies. I was like, I, 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 I did not know this. <laughs> so to hear you say no doubt. I'm not even, I don't even think twice of me because good music is good music regardless of who's doing it. Right. And no, if anyone to say that no doubt didn't have songs is absolutely crazy. Yeah. They got some hits, man. Absolutely, man. Some, some, uh, trad on that tragic kingdom record. They have some hits crazy every song is like it's a greatest hits album almost yeah 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 <laughs> it really is um yeah i just wanted to kind of ask you like you, so you started playing guitar that was your first primary instrument yep. and obviously metallica led you into the darkness with that uh where did you because uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like metallica i like metallica okay i don't dislike Metallica but there's like there's the there's the moment that Metallica you know it's like Nirvana Nirvana led me the to the toadies the toadies are my favorite band and people are like who the toadies you know that it's like that little signature like yeah. spice of life that says yeah you know about Metallica but you don't fucking know about this band was it one of those for you um I don't think that there was any like uh like secret band or anything that I had or like a band that like um felt like it was like a, I don't know how to word it. I, I, I think I liked a lot of bands that like were popular within the underground that they were in. Like I remember lo- loving AFI before they had really blown up with sing the sorrow or December underground. Um, I found AFI because Metallica led me to the misfits, which are massively influential band to me. Um, so it's kind of like, one step after another, after another became more bands I listened to because of the previous bands until it just expanded into the entire world of what I love and listen to. Um, I don't think there was any, like, I don't know. It just there. I just loved music in general. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think once stuff like Manson and Rob Zombie and uh artists like that slipknot once those kind of came into play is when i was like okay this is definitely 
more the direction I'm gravitating towards. So it was like all the bands that were wore all black and makeup and theatrical and stuff. That's just where I gravitated towards. Um, and very obviously have implemented that into our band. Um, that's just where I've always gone. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to hear that because you did take a step, the step pattern. I think every musician does, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like it's gotta be a band that nobody's ever heard of, you know, cause certainly all of our bands that they've heard, somebody's heard of them, but I right. find it very fascinating to, um, if somebody, when you take yourself back to that moment and you're like, I heard her, do you have a, do you have any siblings? Sorry, I'm going off track here, but do you have any siblings at all? I do have a brother and a sister, which have been on Older. ship rocked with me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are they older or younger than you? They are younger. So when you were coming up on music, how, how much younger, if you don't mind me, I mean, is it a few years or, or? Uh, my brother is four, four years younger and my sister is eight years younger than me. Uh, okay. So your sister, I'll, I'll use her as an, as an example here. So here you are listening to Metallica playing guitar. You're, you're getting riffs in. You're like, I want to do this. I move you as soon as the more dangerous stuff comes, comes along that kind of like Metallica fucking rules. But these guys are like, I'll kill you, Metallica. And you have this, you know, like it's Slipknot is a great example. Like you have this this sister of yours that's eight years younger. What was the dynamic like in the household? I would assume that when you're like, fucking shut up. I don't know what her name is. I'm listening shut to this up, riff. mom. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was that dynamic? What was she? Was she? You know, did you feel any of her? her life inspiring you. I know I certainly did when I was listening to my sister and I was like, well, that's kind of a good melody when it was Spice Girls or, or in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, I, I, thought, I thought I was admitting a lot with no doubt, but here we are talking about you liking the Spice Girls. <laughs> Dude, yeah. this huge choruses. Yeah, yeah, they, they got some hits. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think my sister and I ever really clicked musically. I mean, she she liked stuff more like my chemical romance or oh, wow. um, motion city soundtrack dashboard confessional. So more like the quote unquote emo stuff, which I still like, I liked everything. I, I was into so much music and I could listen to anything from just pick a genre. I could find something in it that I like. And um, we definitely, I took her to a, a bunch of shows. Uh, she actually, we went to go see, she surprisingly was into another artist that was with us on Ship Rock last year, which was Bullet For My Valentine. And she was a big fan of them. I took her to Taste of Chaos in like, I don't even know what year to go see them. And we had a great time just bonding and hanging out. And I thought it was really special that um, when we played Ship Rock, I had her and my brother and my mom come out for that and Bullet For My Valentine was on it. So it was like a, it was a really cool moment where we did watch them together the second night and just, remembered the taste of chaos show that we were at and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's been more like she has picked and choose bands that I've listened to, but we have gotten along and gone to shows and it's been really cool. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the idea that you have a sibling that you can share those moments with is a, it's a, it's, it's truly inspiring that, you know, you taking her on a, on a ship too, and being able to see one of her favorite bands. And that's the time that you're like, you remember those, uh, enter Sandman riffs back in the day when I was like, up, what all I'll pay it off right now for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving from that. I, I mean, I wanted to, I kind of, I mean, I don't want to ask too many questions about what you're currently working on with new material, but if you don't mind, uh, if you are working on material new material, can we talk a little bit about it or is we it sure can. lock and key? Cool. No, we sure can. 
So are you working on new material or what? No, fuck no. We're done. Uh, <laughs> bye. We, bye. Uh, see ya. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. We, I've been off and on pretty much all year. Um, I did, we didn't expect to start until maybe like, uh, like around now, honestly, because we were supposed to be touring pretty much nonstop until August. Um, so once everything just went down, it was like, well, what do we do? I guess we work on, we work on these projects that we're working on, but then we also should be working on new material. So it's been half and half and there are way too, like, I'm, I'm actually quite frustrated because we have way too many songs to have to pick from for the next record already. And I don't even know when we're going to be done, like say that we're like done. Um, we have like 25 or 30 songs in the bank at this point to pick from, and we can only pick wow. 12 or 13. So it's, it's a headache I'm not looking forward to uh, when we, when we all get together to vote what goes on and what everybody likes. And uh, it's a process, but what we do have and the songs that I know that I would pick are fucking so sick. And I'm like, I'm just so ready to get them out there. Cause like they, they all fit kind of a theme that I think is going to be the theme of the record, much like disguise was the last one. And, uh, it just, it feels really big and kind of like a, not really an untapped area of like what we've done musically. There's still much, very familiar stuff that will feel like the last two records a lot, but something about them just feels bigger. But I'm probably just doing the thing that every guy in a band does who's talking about their record that says that it's bigger and better and cooler than the last last shit that they put out. So I'll stop myself there before I become the cliche that I don't want to be. Darren and Jan mentioned something that might be of help to you, Chris, uh, a double album. You know, what's funny? Out. <laughs> you, you know, what's funny. I've considered it because of the circumstances of this year. Like uh, if we did put a double album out, like it would only make sense to do that during co- like the COVID downtime. Sure. But I don't know. Like does anyone even listen to 12 tracks anymore? Like I, I do, but yes. I feel like, yes, I feel like, do. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cause I feel like it's, it's all Spotify singles and playlists and most of our plays on Spotify come from playlisting rather than people listening to the whole album in a row. But, um, yeah, it's a whole world I don't quite understand yet, but it's interesting to navigate through. Hey, we got a chat if you don't mind. And Chris, I've, I've yeah, yeah, got please. several questions though. These are probably pretty, pretty quick for you, Chris. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Caitlin wants to know. Uh, no. Yeah. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> no, they will not be playing Pittsburgh anytime soon. No, I'm kidding. That was the question. Uh, no, uh, vocal techniques. Uh, how did you kind of come across the way your style is? This question is like the, one of my least favorite questions in only in because I have no good answer to give. Like I, I just started when, when my first band got together we didn't have a singer. So I just started singing and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just, I'm better. I'm better at not knowing what the hell I'm doing now than I was then. So it's a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's been so many like band practices where I would blow my voice out for days and just that's it. I just had to wait it out. And, and when it came back, try again. And then as the years went on and on and on, I just kind of figured it out what worked for me. And I definitely don't do anything the right way. I just go up there and hope, hope for the best. And, uh, I've really, 
made changes over time to try to be better. And, and, um, I think that it's been an improvement, but I still don't, as I said, I just know I'm better at not knowing what the hell I'm doing now than I was then. Okay. Well, Kayla, I hope you got the answer you were hoping looking for. Uh, another person asked, uh, this is Luana. She wants to know not motionless or white, but what's your favorite song of all time? Oh, wow. That is, uh, impossible. I know. know. It's like favorite child. (laughs) Who do I pick? Um, I know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't really answer that right now. Um, top five. How about that? No order. Yeah. I, I think Saturday night from misfits is a big one. Um, Oh, the Michael Gray song. Yeah. 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 Wow. Far out. Okay. Yeah. I got the lyrics tattooed on my jawline. Interestingly enough. Um, that is okay. That's yeah. I've never for, it's a first, Hey, you you let's to say Michael Graves over Glenn was, uh, that's huge. But I, yeah, I I actually kind of prefer that era myself. It's uh, It's so well produced. Same. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know that I'm going to say something and then regret it. I know that of course, five seconds after this question's over and we're like, what are you talking about? Of course I know my favorite song ever, but I can't think <laughs> of it right now. Well, let's just, let's, let's take the, we'll take the work off. We're going to go with Saturday nights, a song you really love, but not to be yeah, your favorite sure, song you really love. Sure. And this is a question. Uh, I think Cameron mentioned it so early on, but I stuck with me cause I was there for it. Uh, when you were doing the Q and a, we're going to go back to ship rock. When you're doing the Q and a, on ship rock and you guys, it was you and like Jacoby and stuff. And you had to follow Mike Muir and never give Mike the microphone. Cause you're going to, you can go have a ham sandwich and then another ham sandwich before you get it. <laughs> but uh, what was your, what was your, did you, the Q and a, how did you think of that? That yeah, was my, that was by far my most memorable experience of ship okay. rock. Uh, I remember like, you know, everybody was like serious or funny with their answer. And then Mike just had, had the microphone and just went off. And then I was the last one in the line. So it was what just was like, do you remember the question? Was it like, do you remember what the question was? Cause it sounded like he just went off on a theory of quantum physics and not the actual question. Yes. Uh, I think the first question was something about an influential band that changed your life and made you want to play music. That's right. Uh, and then another one, I can't remember what the second question was, but yeah, he, he went on for like eight to 10 minutes. Maybe I'm being dramatic. It was definitely f- at least five minutes it per was, time, it but and it, it wasn't like, I'm, I'm like phrasing it. Like I'm like talking shit when I'm not at all. No, no, I, no. I, it, was, I, it was just, Oh my God, this guy is like going off. And then I'm next after that both well, times. I remember almost verbatim what you said. You kind of got the mic, you looked at him and you shook your head like, how do I follow that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the second time that it happened in a row, I, I took the mic. I was like, how do I follow that? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, that was a, that was a stressful experience. Cause like, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to like be the one that closes that line of questioning out. Sure, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And what, by the way, what was the, I mean, I know a lot of people like, I know Jacoby was like Deftones, like was a game changer for a lot of folks on that panel. I think, I think head said black Sabbath. That was another one I remember. Yeah. 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 What did you, what did you come up with? Metallica. Metallica. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Those are some of the questions we just had. Uh, We've had you for most an hour. We'd love to keep you for another hour, but we don't want to, I mean, the questions are, there's a lot of them. But I mean, these have been some great ones. Uh, Chad, do you want to add anything to uh, to this? Do you only f- finish out anything with with Chris? 
We could speed round if you guys want. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the record called? When is it coming out? But um, I, I think that you're you're in a. I was just going to say you're in a particularly. Um, I don't. Strange isn't the right word, but like peculiar place because you're the type of band who can put out a double album in 2020, and your fan base will fucking love it. They will love the whole, the entirety of it. The ship rock fan base is going to love the entirety of that record. So I don't know if you're thinking about shying away from it, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should just go, go we'll for it. I'm just going to give him a little words of encouragement. Cause I, I certainly would love to have a uh, motionless and white double album. So. Maybe I, I, I like to give each song and like that we pick is a, a big deal to me. So I, I wouldn't want to, unless we just had a long time to do it, I wouldn't want to sacrifice the quality or craftsmanship of each song that I like to spend the time that I do on them. So I don't know, maybe that's, that's another reason why we're doing these projects, individual projects. It's like, we do want to do more, but I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about it. We got, we got to have a conversation as a band and see what people think about that. Sounds good, man. I yeah. just wanted to give a, give my two cents on the double. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna finish up here, Chris, with two things. We're gonna we're gonna go back to one of the earlier questions, like what has your, been your favorite career moment up to this point? Uh, well, uh, for for this particular moment's sake, I'm going to say entertaining the entire Shiprock Upper Deck uh, show fan base, attending fan base with awful awful dad jokes. That was, that was a, please me into, we need yes. a dad joke from you. Yeah. Oh my God. That was going to be my capstone. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so stoked that we got here. I don't even, I don't even know. Come uh, on, man. You got one in that Rolodex. You got 20 of them. <laughs> this is, this is where, this is where the, the problem with, with our Q and a on ship rock was because they were like, tell us a dad joke. They were they said like, what's something. I can't remember what the question was, but my answer was dad jokes. And it's one of those things where like my humor of dad jokes, isn't the, the punchline jokes. It's like where you play on words or like you just make that really corny play on words or whatever that, um, okay. So if we like, for instance, like if we do a live stream, like my humor says, well, let's call it a dead stream. And that's not, <laughs> that's not coming from me. That's coming from a very close uh, person, member of our team that brought that up. And I heard that I was like, yes, duh. Um, so like stuff like that, that's what my humor is. And it's just corny ass dad joke, whatever stuff. And, um, or just being a dad type of mentality of just like, I don't know. I just, all I want to do in my life is just tuck my shirt in and cut my grass. And you know, just that's, that's the life I want to live for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah. Okay. That was an observation more than a joke, but you know what? It counts here. So yes. So, uh, actually yes, duh is a dad thing. So you've got two of them folks. Yes. Duh. And yeah. he's going to cut his lawn now. It's 200%. <laughs> that's right. A, Overachiever right. here. Anyway, listen, guys, Chris, thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely wonderful. I had a, I had a, it was a gas and we had so many people like coming on board and, uh, we can't thank everyone enough in Chip Rocker land for, for checking us out and being part of this and having a good time. And thank you for all your questions. I'm sorry. I couldn't get to all of them, but if that was the case, I would have kept Chris here for uh, several hours 
and he's got lawns to cut. So, <laughs> I got t- I got shirts that need to be tucked in. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. right. So anyway, Chris, if we talked about it earlier, guys, if you want to go ahead and uh, and look at uh, motionless white apparel or any kind of swag they might have or, or music, Chris, can you please direct them uh, where they can go for that online? Yes, absolutely. That would be uh, MIWmerch.com or MotionlessOnWhite.net. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. I don't know. And also remember to check out, Chad's putting it up right now, the new Motionless and White uh, collaboration with Curly for the song Another Life. Uh, I know that means a lot to you folks out there, so please check it out. It is an intense mix. So, Chris, thank you, my brother. Uh, really appreciate it, man. We'll see you again soon, all right? You take care of yourself. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you thank for you everyone watching. out there. Yes, thank you so much, everyone. And uh, we'll be back on Friday to tell you who we're going to have for next week's uh, Making Waves. That can be number eight, Chad, right? Dang, man. We didn't even think we were going to get through two. There we go. That's great. Again, Chris, thank you, Chad. Appreciate it, guys. Chris, dude, good to see you, man. Be safe. See ya. All right, guys. Bye. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian MacKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.